Welcome to Anything But Routine. Before we start the podcast today, we want to talk about our Dance Coaches Teachers Unite Facebook group. We have over 9,000 members in this Facebook group. It's a great way to network with different dance coaches, teachers, and studio owners. Ask a question if you're struggling. We all do better when we work together. Now, enjoy the podcast. Everybody, it's Cindy Clow and Allie Garrett here to just answer some of your questions. Wow, when I asked how you're doing the other day, it was like a flood of questions. So I thought we would try this. Um, Allie's got a baby sleeping right now, and of course, she'll probably wake up right when when we are trying to do it. But if she does, she can join our our talk. So first question was, um, I'm going to try to just try to flip through them. So. Jackie Pip asks, in a small studio geared toward everyone should be able to dance that wants to dance and cost shouldn't be an issue. So I keep my prices low, but when booking recital venues, I'm struggling because they keep going up and I don't want to raise prices to parents. Well, I guess my opinion on that right now is everything in the whole world is going up. The economy is like um, elevate, you know, all the prices are elevated. Every single thing we do, I know catalog wise or rental wise for our competitions or facilities, the price has gone up. And I think people are ready to, are are expecting that. Um, Maybe you could add a fundraiser fundraiser in or something like that. But I think that just explaining, you know, I always tell, tell directors and coaches that lack of communication with your parents is filled in with negativity. So the more you can communicate, the better. So I hope that helps you. Um, next question. They this is a hard one, Allie. They say misery loves company. How do you make your team stop, you know, being negative and commiserating? I'll maybe let you think for a second and I'll say a couple things. I feel one of the things that, not that my team doesn't do that. Every team does that. But I feel one of the things that I may do differently is I, I um, address it. So I read a book once called One Minute Manager. You don't wait to deal with things. So if something's happening, pull your kids together and have a talk. Something I've been doing every day right now is talking about kindness talking about, um, we, we read some books and stories to them. I show videos at least twice a week. Good morning. Beautiful. I, I show videos at least twice a week of something that I've found on YouTube that's either impactful, motivational. And if you show something about working hard and pulling together at the beginning of a, a beginning of a practice, you will have a better practice. So really be intentional about that. You just need videos to get them thinking in the right direction. I was just going to say, I feel like a lot of it is addressing it too. Like if there's negativity, sitting them down and going, all right, you guys, we got to try to stop the negativity and talking about it and not letting it continue and get them involved in the conversation. Because I did that actually with one of my classes this week. And I feel like it made a huge difference once we sat down and I let them kind of talk about what they felt like was going on and their feelings on negativity and different things like that. And that helps getting them involved rather than yelling at them about it, get them involved in the conversation. Yeah. I don't, you know, and, and usually I'll say stuff like, I know you guys want to get along. And I talk a lot about how we get along off the floor is going to determine how we perform on the floor. And I'm not saying we don't have problems because we have problems going on right now that we're dealing with every day. 
everybody does. Maybe it would help you to know that, that everybody does. Okay. The next question is, what do you want to see in a male solo? And I guess I would say whatever. I I don't think there's a huge difference in a male solo and a female solo. You want to see technique. You want to see strength. You want to see them highlight what they are good at in their solo. Um, I think the biggest thing just with solos in general is finding that dancers, you know, vibe and their, what they are strong at style wise. And I know sometimes you like them to do stuff different to get them outside of their box, which I think is great as well. But even within different styles, highlighting what they are great at so that it feels comfortable to watch. Because I think that's probably the hardest thing is when somebody's doing something that doesn't fit them. So I think you have to, you know, learn that dancer's personality as well. Yeah. And try to try to highlight their personality. So that comes through in their dance. Okay. So the next question was Terry LaRose Crest. Best way to work on details in moves like palm pathways without mirrors. They don't have mirrors. So it says we use a lot of video critique, but I can, I can't help, but think I'm missing something. I teach pathways on teaching choreo and it doesn't stick. We are missing the attention to detail. Well, I was going to suggest video because if you don't have mirrors, video is about all you can do. But I also feel like have have them video and show their friend. We do a lot of partner videoing. Um, maybe try to get some mirrors that wheel in that you could fundraise for. That might be great. Um, sometimes when we're at our high school, we don't have mirrors and we use a, a window that is reflective and it works. But um, I, you know, I, I will be the first one to say that you teach something and you polish it and clean it like in a small section and then you put it back together and you're like, what did we work on? Now they're back. They revert back. So you really, really have to um, repeat, repeat, repeat and go over it until it becomes a habit. I was just going to say that constantly be saying the same things, even if it feels like you're a broken record, because I think that's, you know, for all of us, it gets to the point where you're like, I can't say the same thing again, continue to repeat it because a lot of times it just takes that repetition and that reminder And I know even for myself, like when I'm at a workout class, when the teacher says, make sure you're squeezing this, I'm like, oh yeah, even though I know that sometimes you forget while you're doing it. So I think continuously be talking and reminding and yelling while they're doing the dance and have them help get involved in that and talking about those details and be picky. I think sometimes people let stuff go. Don't let it go. Be picky. I think part of it is how you also teach your kids. I know when I get to the Outback Ball, I get frustrated because when I work with teams that aren't detail oriented, I get frustrated. My with it, and I'm not saying this in a bragging way, but I it it is true. I we focus on details and our kids have good habits in how they do what they do. Even something as simple as going clap T, clap T like a clapper. We had kids like passing the T and pass and I was like, "Come on people, like hit." Or, or just the way you do things, you have to be detail oriented and you have to be picky, 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 picky. Like just, I can't even think how they pick up their feet, how they do a passe. It's a connecting to their leg, how they do their kick angles or, or their palm tightness. You know, you just have to be picky with it and don't settle and do keep repeating. So I hope that helped. Um, the next person asked sharpness. We have some amazingly talented and beautiful dancers, but some of their moves just lack power. What are tips and tricks to encourage sharpness in the girls who need it most? Um, 
First of all, one thing that helps me, like I'll use our jazz team for an example. We're good this year, but I felt at the beginning of the year, they weren't attacking it the way they needed to. So we showed them Ohio State and their college team and said, can you do it like this? I think sometimes they need to see what you're wanting. And, and it, it kind of was a changing moment for them. They started working harder. So, or if you have one kid that's really being dynamic, point out, do it like Grace or do it like, you know, Steve, mm-hmm. because that way um, they'll, they'll know what you're meaning. So I think, too, sometimes it comes back to strength. Um, and where, where they're lacking weakness, like some dancers, it's back strength because a lot of your strong arm movements, they're coming from your back. And so a lot of dancers have that weak back strength or upper body strength in general. So trying to build that strength outside of practice or at the beginning of practice, whenever you can, or encouraging them to build that. And I think you have to look at each dancer individually. Like I can think of one on our team that is so talented, technical, beautiful lines, super flexible, but has no strength whatsoever. And I think for this person, it comes back to strength a little bit, like they're just not strong enough, but then also that same, like learning how to apply it every single time. And I think a lot of dancers don't push themselves every time that they do a run through. So they're not building that strength. And so trying to, you know, empower them to do it full out and strong every single time so that they're building that strength. And again, talking about it, like we would go talk to that person and we would talk to yeah. our team, but <laughs> we have, I know. And and sometimes you can't fix it, but you can't give up, you know, and I'll tell our kids, I'm not going to give up on you. I'm going to keep harping on you because I know you can get that. So um, really being positive to those who are doing it and praise, you know, I always say what gets praised gets repeated, but maybe break it down into one measure at a time. And how tight can we do this measure? How tight can we do that measure? Okay. The next question is from Sarah. Hordic partner, how to get them to have confidence when it starts to fall or when they begin to doubt themselves. We've used your egg, carrot, and coffee bean story. I can post that later. Um, but we need some good words of wisdom on meets like days when we're in the shoot and we're ready to enter and they don't feel confidence. So one of the things that we talk about that I have changed in my coaching, I used to make competition into like a big deal. And now I've changed my whole concept to be, it's just another day. The every day is a big day. Your big days are at practice and um, how hard you work at practice is going to determine how you do at your competition. And if you don't build it into this big, oh, we're at competition, let's get all nervous. Instead, just go, all right. I know our ballet teacher always says, you know, your competition days are just like any other day. You open the fridge, you get the milk out, you pour a glass and you drink it. And I know that sounds so, you know, kind of, kind of funny, but it is, you don't sit and go, Oh, I have to drink a glass of milk today. And I think that's what happens to people is you turn that competition into a different day. Keep your day the same, do it the same as you've always done it. And I would say the kids that practice hard at practice, they're not getting all freaked out at competition. They I was just going to say, we've been talking a lot about that too, that if you are prepared and you are mm-hmm. dancing the best that you can every day at practice, you don't feel as scared at a competition where the kids that maybe don't push themselves every time, they're the ones that get freaked out. I mean, given some people still get stressed and nervous and that's okay. And learning how to deal with your, yes, Stevie, learning how to deal with your emotions is huge. I think so too. Um, 
having a little trouble focusing here. So the other thing that I was going to say is if you have had, I think Sarah, when I was reading your comments that maybe they have had a bad performance or not done as well. So what you have to do is find a measurable success to say, especially with your score sheet, like go through the score sheet. Like we, we placed fifth last weekend and our kids were disappointed, but we went through the score sheet and said, Whoa, you were first in this. You were third in this, like maybe in choreography or maybe in technique of turns or something, go through your score sheet. And now we're going to compete again tomorrow. Let's see if we can up those scores. So you're always just trying to get better at what you were at and trying to raise the goal. But Sometimes I think find a venue that's a little bit easier. Like our JV has not been competing well this year. They've been getting, you know, we we tend to go to the hardest competitions we can pick to try to push ourselves. But right now at the end of the year, they haven't been um, competing. They haven't been like placing well. So we're going to try to add one on that's a real more friendly, um, smaller teams and that type of thing to make them feel like they've accomplished something. So sometimes I do things like that, like get them some, find some ways to have them have some success. So uh, the next one is improving scores. Well, really look at your breakdown of scores. Sometimes you're barking up the wrong tree. I tend to be a always creative, 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 and I start changing stuff. Well, then what happens is my scores that are, um, you know, timing or force of moves and that type of thing will lack because I've spent so much time switching what I really didn't need to switch. So look at your scores, analyze your scores and make sure that you are fixing what you need to fix so that you can help. Um, Then she asked how to add more sharpness, energy, passion, improving our program during the season and off season. I I think I've answered some of that before this, but I think that, you know, you got to talk about, are you just doing it or are you doing it? You know, every one thing I talk to my kids about it, everybody is so good right now that it can be one little thing that separates you from a place, one small minute thing. And just because you didn't win doesn't mean you're bad. And I think they need to get that in their head. We, we find that happening with our kids too. And it's a lot of mental, you know, it's a lot of um, mental control and mindset that you need to be working on. Okay. How do we prepare our boys for competitions? specifically in a solo. Oh, weird. We just answered that. So I think it's no difference. What do you like to see in their performances? I feel like it's got to be the same as the females. We're not going to separate male and female, what we want to see in them. I feel like if you feature someone, cause you only have one male and everyone's drawing to them, then you need to really push them to, you know, be, be almost better than everyone. Or I would blend them and have them be just the same as the other members on your team. Ryan Sanford says three jobs just need more help hours in the day. Can't help you with that. I totally feel your pain. Um, I would say that if you are really a busy person, be as organized as you possibly can be. Um, Don't redo things that you don't need to redo. Manage your time as well, as good as you can. Get help from other people so that you are not doing things that somebody else could do for you. Maybe that will help you. Like delegate, delegate. Delegate, delegate. Advice for coaching middle school. Al, you might be good on this. I just started a fever program. We've only had one practice picture day and parent meeting, but these kids are going to drive me insane. 
anything with middle school that you would like to add? Cause you teach that a lot. Um, I mean, I treat them very similar to how we treat our high school. Um, even fourth and fifth grade, I do. I think hold them to a higher standard than you think. But I also feel like at the same time, still keeping it fun. Like, why are they there? Because they want to have fun, right? Like, but I think sometimes people tend to think you can't push them as hard. And I think you can. And a lot of times they want to be pushed hard. So, you know, we have, we have the same kind of rules. We work hard. Yes, we do. What's yeah. funny here, you guys, is she sees me on this video and I'm her grandma. So she is getting excited. So sorry. <laughs> but anyway, I, I agree with Allie. They, and I think kids want discipline. Kids want to be good. I mean, we, we have our kids. I think you set the tone for what you want to expect and it's culture. There's another video on here just about culture that if you can search it in, in the search, just put culture video if you show that to your kids, it, it will be a turning point for you because it talks about why we're here, what to do and, and, and whatnot. If you can't find it, let me know. Okay. So commitment, Becky Lynn asked, I'm always willing to compromise so kids can do sports, musicals, et cetera, but I never get the same respect. Coaches who won't let their kids play if they miss even an hour and the music director gets nasty too. That's a tough one. Cause I, um, you kind of answered your own question. I'm always willing to compromise and, and they know that. So then that's why you get last, you know, last ch choice. They're going everywhere else, but to you. And so everybody comes from a different place. I'm in a big school where kids make choices. There are other, like I, I do a lot of camps in Iowa and I know a lot of their kids there play basketball. They're maybe in a smaller group and there are other States too. But so you have to work your practices around them, sometimes go morning, sometimes go late night. But I also would pull all the people together and go. One thing I, I went to a conference once and they took a big circle and they divided it into a pie. And I think it would be worth having all the coaches, directors together and say, this is a child. This piece of pie is church. This piece of pie is home and family. This one is schoolwork. This is dance team. This is musical theater. This is band. We're all wanting a piece of their pie. How can we make this work? And so I think working together would be, would be so smart. So um, <clears throat> in your program, like if, if my kids missed, they, they wouldn't probably get to dance because I have extra kids. I have the opposite having, happening. We, our issue this week is kids are coming sick and getting other kids sick. So they don't want to miss. So it's just basically your culture or, what you're allowing. But again, I'm saying I'm from a big school, so I can be that tough. Sometimes in a smaller school, you have to let kids be in everything. So that's a tough one. It really is. Uh, Lauren Metz asks for months, I've been working with a dancer on pointing feet through her foot junior in high school, but she says she cannot feel the difference when she points versus not. I have had someone tape her in a show in slow-mo and she looks in the mirror and sees it. How does it make how can I make her more aware? Well, there are foot exercises you can do to strengthen the feet. You can use marbles and put them in a solo cup. There is a foot stretcher that you can do where you put the foot in the foot stretcher. You constantly talk about it, work, work at feet strengthening drills, but she's got to, she can feel it. She it's a bad habit is what I probably, That's what I was just going to say, I think she's got to really like, she has to care to fix it. And so I would you know, say that to her, I've done what I can to help you. Now it's on you to get to that next level. If you say you can't feel it, 
you got to figure out how can, can you make yourself, you know? Right. I agree. Well, you guys, that was the last question. So I hope this helps you. Let's keep them coming. I can do this more often. Maybe we'll try to plan it a little more around nap time next time. And yeah, so I hope this. My last comment about feet is I would go back to really trying to focus on their ballet exercises. So working through Tondu is making sure they're doing those correctly. A lot of times dancers go through the motion. So watch her doing those and, and work on building that strength. Okay. When Allie talks about ballet, we don't, you know, we do ballet once a week as a team in the summer, twice a week, but we do a lot of it every day, just like do a warm up. And nine times out of 10, Allie stops the, the music and goes, you guys, we got to articulate our feet. We've got to focus on this and be working your muscles. And so it, you just gotta, I know you feel like a broken record, but you do have to keep talking about it. You just do you guys, what you do is so important. Kids need good role models in their lives right now. So let's all keep doing what we're doing. I know for me, it's been a hard week uh, with parents and whatnot. That could be a whole separate topic, right? So I hope this helps you and have a great day. Keep doing what you do. You make a difference. Thanks for listening to Anything But Routine. If you like the podcast, subscribe and give us a rating. We'll see you next time.